Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bets MGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back, guys. Jeremy Kahn here with Ken Barkley. I'm throwing in for Nick Cox. This is You Better You Bet right here on the BetQL Network, brought to you by BetMGM. Lots of great stuff going on at BetMGM. But we've been talking about the Cy Young market, AL, NL. So do you just want to keep continuing with what we were talking about with the National League, bring Jake in, get his thoughts on it, Ken? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. So I'll just... uh... And I'll just like pace the market again, just because I think we were typing a bunch of stuff. But uh, Zach Allen, two to one now. So this is after Spencer Strider and Logan Webb both pitched last night. And uh, for people who haven't followed MLB awards, uh, this is by a very large margin, the most interesting one still going. Uh, Shohei Otani is so far ahead, you can't bet him anymore. Corbin Carroll and Ronald Acuna Jr. are very, very far ahead for their respective awards. NL MVP and Rookie of the Year. Garrett Cole is a pretty significant favorite. We'll still talk about it a little later for AL Cy Young. Uh, and I think Gunnar Henderson is about to become a really, really big favorite for AL Rookie of the Year as long as he doesn't get hurt. We talked about that yesterday. So this is like the one that's left, almost it feels like, where we don't have uh, clarity. And I, I don't think there's an obvious answer to the question of who wins. I do think excluding Spencer Strider as a valuable bet uh, until further notice. And we were doing that anyway a couple months ago, but continuing that theme or continuing that philosophy, I think it's a really, really good idea. Don't be fooled. Um, could strike out 13 guys in his next start. Doesn't matter. The ERA is way too poor and the war projections are way too poor. Um, even if he comes back and strikes out a million guys, the handicap won't change. And so that was one thing we kind of firmly, that was a, you know, kind of put the, put the flag in the ground on that in the last segment. So if we take the other candidates and I asked you this going into the break, Jeremy, okay. Of, of the other candidates, like who do you like? And you gravitated towards Zach Allen. Who's the favorite. I think that makes a lot of sense, right? Uh, he scores the best in my projections right now. Um, not by a lot, but he, he, for me, like he is leading right now and is ahead and uh, by a small margin. And the market reflects that. So I don't think we have like a vulnerable favorite in that he shouldn't like he should be the favorite and he's the favorite. So we can start with that. But it doesn't mean like that the margin between him and everybody else is really big uh, or that something else can't happen the rest of the year. And the prices reflect that. Um, I'll just kind of give you for for my money, uh, the the bets that I would at least consider. Um, and you're going to kind of have to take the start by start. But I just my gut feel about how this plays out. Um, I, this is just like, I'm going to say this and I'm going to immediately be like, man, I probably sound like a lunatic. Um, I still think, I still think Logan Webb is going to win this award. And I know that okay. sounds insane. I know that that is stupid and insane. I understand that. Just like, hear me out on this for a second. So first of all, I'm going to kick Strider. We read the statistical profile going into the break. 
Mount Everest to make up that much ground with like realistically eight starts left, maybe less, six starts left, seven, something like that. We'll see what the Braves do. Corbin Burns, his price has been dropping. There are these late bloomers in award markets. Tristan Casas and the AL Rookie of the Year qualifies here, where it's like, well, they're playing really well right now, so the price is, like, plummeting. I mean, these guys are zeros. I mean, 0.0. Burns maybe is, like, a 0.1. Casas is actually a 0.0. Like, he could homer every day between now and the end of the year. He still might not win. Um, Although he would have, like, 50 home runs, I guess, in that case. But you understand (laughs) the point. He's, like, a zero. Burns, his stat profile. 12th and F this is in the national league. So against the people he's competing against for this award, 12th and F war 19th and B war eighth and ER. I mean, just like wh- why, why the price drop? Oh, cause he's really good right now. Well, great. No one cares. So cross him off too. Right. So Strider and him out. You have four candidates left gallon, Snell, steel web. Okay. Gallon's great. He is the most likely pitcher to win. That's it's tr- definitely true. He's also two to one. So I don't, I can't be like, yeah, jam it. Because one bad start and one good start by Justin Steele or Logan Webb beyond what we saw last night. And this whole thing's going to, like, I see the scoring in front of me. This whole thing's going to flip on one start if it's, if one guy's bad. And this could be working Gallon's favor. If he's great and the other two guys are bad, he'll build more of a lead. But, like, he's a good way to think of it. He's like a half good start ahead of them right now. He's not even like a full good start ahead. Like, I mean, it's really, we're kind of on a knife edge here and he's appropriately priced. He should be the favorite. So I don't want to bet on him, but I am very mindful of the fact that he is the most likely pitcher to win to me and that he rates out that way. And we'll see if he can keep it up. And maybe there'll be a point where he's really far ahead and he's still two to one or one fifty or even, and he shouldn't be, he should be minus. And you bet a lot of money on it at that point, whatever. Uh, Snell is the guy to me that still makes no sense. And I have a, I have a hunch about this and I don't know if I'm going to be proven to be right. I was way wrong about AL Cy Young this year. I really didn't think Cole would win, and he's going to win almost certainly. Uh, Snell's stat profile is extremely funny. So he has two things going for him that are really awesome. He And I know I'm talking a lot this segment. I just think this stuff's so interesting. So he has two things going for him. In B-War, he, uh, so baseball references war calculation, which is like what you actually did, he leads the National League. That's a really, really good feather in your cap if you're going to win Cy Young. He's first. That's really good. He also leads the National League in ERA. That's really good. Those two things matter a ton. They're very important. Um, He also has a lot of things that are monster red flags that I don't know if people are like totally thinking about right now. And Jake did a good job detailing this. And Jake, I promise we'll get to you on your thoughts as well. Blake Snell is 18th in whip in the National League. And what that means, obviously people know that's walks and hits per inning pitched. So basically what this means is Blake Snell is essentially giving you the same start every single time that he starts. And it's not that it's a bad start. It's just like, really? That's the Cy Young winner? That start? So here's the Blake Snell start. And we've had it like 17 times this year. It's exactly five innings. Never pitches deep into the game. Here's a fun trivia question. You know how many times Blake Snell has recorded an out in the seventh inning this season? The whole year. The seventh inning, not the ninth inning. How many times the whole year he's recorded an out in the seventh inning? I checked this the other day. You want to try to take a guess? Is it zero? Is it zero? Once. (laughs) Jeez. That's That's the Cy Young winner. And I think people know that. It's not me like what I think. I think that permeates the discussion a lot. So, and and Jake did a good job pointing this out, Jeremy, and, he, and Jake can do it again too. But like, I'll look at the the brief brief version. Snell is does like his whole strategy is to not face the lineup the third time. He's not not third time through the order because his historically that's when he always gets shelled. So like they're designing his starts so he goes like the minimum amount. 
Does that like we're rewarding that with an award? Are you kidding me? Like I just it's that's like so stupid. <laughs> like why would we do that? So it just it's really silly when you think about it. Like yeah, you know the Cy Young winner. Well, he can't face anybody three times. Wow, sounds dominant. Wow, unbelievable. Yeah. So and I I actually think that was reflected. We don't know that this is true in the last MLB.com Cy Young poll, and I. I'll, I'll fact check myself on this in the break, but I'm almost positive this is true. So Gallon and Strider got the most first place votes, right? They were first and second. I forget what the order was. It doesn't matter. Uh, Snell was fourth, but he got more first place votes than the guy who came in third, who I think was Kershaw, but I forget who it was. But like, the re so what does that mean? Well, he got for more first place votes. Like, why wasn't he out of that guy? It means people left him off their ballot. It means that he got a lot of firsts and he also got some zeros. He got some eighths or whatever. I think people, I think there's a subset of people that are kind of onto this. And yeah. the wars, the war projection is really good. The ERA is going to be good. Again, he's only pitching five innings every time. Yet five of the best innings you've ever seen in your life. Great. And uh, I just think there's a really, really low ceiling when you pitch like that. You have to be perfect in those five innings every time or this whole house of cards completely falls apart. I've never seen a pitcher with a profile where you're leading the league in ERA and you allow nine base runners every inning. Like, it's just, it's really a bizarre setup. And I do think it gives him like, a lot of dents in his candidacy where like uh, people will choose if people maybe there's no other option everyone's going to stink the rest of the year i think if people are given a viable option and the team's bad too I, I think they will choose the other viable option even though he's like the hot pitcher right now and by hot i mean he pitches five scoreless innings every time i just i do think that that will stick in the craw of baseball voters i've seen that written about a little bit now uh all of the viable candidates gallon webb they're going to end up pitching 50 more and 50 more innings than than Blake Snell at the end of the year, fifty innings, and uh, and I, I do think that's going to matter at the end. So basically, I'll I'll very wrap quickly. So that leaves you with like Steel and Webb are the valuable prices potentially, um, and Webb is now a longer price candidate, and they both rate out very well. So I, I do think like if you have no position, he's interesting. Steel's a little interesting too. That's kind of where I come down on it. Well, one of the things I wanted to point out, and it doesn't really have anything to necessarily do with the Cy Young, but uh, when the Dodgers were playing the Padres this weekend, Oral Hershiser kind of eviscerated Blake Snell in the nicest way possible and just talking about his game the same way you are. It's just like he can't go through it the third time. He doesn't go any more than five innings. How can you pay this guy and expect him to be a frontline starter when you know you got to have four guys possibly come in after him? And he was just talking about his year. And, and I like when I'm handicapping stuff and I'm looking at his games, I'm going, God, he puts too many guys on base. It just takes one swing of the bat to just end his day. And he's either been the craziest, luckiest pitcher that I've ever seen, or as you said, he's he's intentionally doing this stuff. Like, ah, I don't want to pitch this guy. I'll just put him on base. I'll strike out the next guy. And it's been working for him, which is so weird. But I think the the real baseball people are looking at it going, I, I can't give this guy the Cy Young. I mean, when you look comparatively speaking to the other guys, they're just better. They're just doing more. And so that's why I don't I can't even I can't even fathom him winning this award looking at how many times he's just gone five innings. Or yeah, I, I totally agree. And I just, he projects, I haven't checked, uh, you know, like if you toss 2020 when they played the shortened season, I actually forget what the lowest number of innings pitched is for a winner because it so rarely comes into play. My guess is that it's K Kershaw in one of his wins when he was like at the absolute height of his powers, missed the entire basically first month of the season, pitched once and then missed like six weeks and then still won anyway because the other starts were so, I mean, wow. imagine being that good. You can miss six weeks, but every start's so good, you just win anyway. That's how good Clayton Kershaw was, obviously. Um, 
my guess is he's the answer to that question. But like, think about who we're talking about as like, that's the low innings guy. Oh, the like, maybe like best starting pitcher of the last 30 years, that guy. Like that's, that's the guy who has to pitch. like that. That ain't Blake Snell pitching like 130 innings and winning. <laughs> they're just, they're not achieving. And also Kershaw didn't hit an innings mark because he was injured. But when he was pitching, he was electric. Snell's pitching yeah. the whole time. He just goes two innings every time. Wow, great six outs, buddy. Like, here's an award. Like, I just, it really, the whole thing, it's like cheating. Like, I just, I don't understand how voters would ever, now maybe they can. Like, if the poll in September says he's way ahead, I'll have to just, like, swallow it and just bet. And, like, okay, like, you're telling me he's going to win. I don't think that's going to happen. I really, really, really don't think that's going to happen. I think it's very unlikely because this is a very obvious thing that is visible to any. I don't even know a lot about baseball, and I know this. And it's like the strategy with, I don't know how the Cy Young winner voters can be like, I'm going to vote for the guy that has to be carefully ma- like monitored so he doesn't face anybody three times. That's the best pitcher. That's who I want to vote for. Yeah, great. Put him third. Who cares? He's not going to win. So, <laughs> I, and again, he's the second favorite. So like if I'm crossing Snell and Strider, and Burns, and I think Gallon's like a justifiable favorite and properly priced, I'm going to look at one of the other two guys. And Logan Webb's going to lead the National League in innings this year. It was like his goal coming into the season. He wanted to pitch way more innings, and he wanted to lead the National League in innings pitched. Helps a ton with war projection when you're out there the whole time. Yeah, the strikeout numbers aren't great. Also, they don't matter. They're irrelevant. Uh, If he has really good quality starts down the stretch, I actually think there's a way that it's Gallon and him. Remember? If team success is a tiebreaker, it won't decide the award. But if two guys are really, really close in a lot of areas and the Giants are going to the playoffs and the Diamondbacks have lost 25 games in a row and they stink now. Hmm. Okay, yeah. that's a little interesting then in that situation. They're in the same division. Um, it's just like something to think about. So if look, if Gallon wins, like it's like, yeah, cool. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, he's the favorite. Like he rates out the best by a little bit right now, and he can build that lead. And look, if he builds the lead, I'm I'll tell you to go all in on him if he builds the lead. Uh, but it's not he went out there yet. And uh and I do yeah. think Webb is a viable candidate. Steele's problem is he pitches even fewer innings than Snell because he was hurt, and he'll still catch that's how stupid this is. He'll still catch Blake Snell in innings, even though he missed a month. Um, that hurts a little bit. If the Cubs stay in in play for the central, then that he's way live too. So I, those two guys have always been the most interesting to me as like guys who could challenge Zach Gallen. And when you're betting prices, that's kind of what you're interested in. Like who could, who could be like the favorite at a much longer price. You want to bring Jake in, get his take. we got a couple minutes. Yeah, left let's here. do it. Jake, uh, I, I saved you two minutes. We got next segment too. So yeah, we have plenty <laughs> yeah. of time here if you want, but just at anywhere you want to go on Cy Young. Yeah. I'll start with snow really quick. Cause that's what we were just talking about. Like the way I would encapsulate this is, Today on Becky All Daily, we were talking about the same thing. And Joe Ostrowski goes, how the heck did Blake Snell win a Cy Young in 2018? Because he averaged less than six innings, pitched a start in that year too. How he won was he led the league in ERA and he led the league in pitcher wins, which one of those is now an obsolete stat and it's not ERA. So that's how he won. And now he's basically the same pitcher, except way worse because he's not going to lead the league in ERA or even close so i completely agree on all that i think he's gonna fall by the wayside you mean in wins he won't lead right right in era he's leading right now yeah yeah and so it's just so stupid but the thing gallon is definitely the justifiable favorite and he definitely could do this like we've seen precedent with him where he could just go on a monster streak and ripped up rip off a scoreless inning streak and it's just like okay he wins because he's just really awesome the thing that scares me about snell or not snell steel 
is that he's already cleared his career high in innings pitched, and he's going to blow it out of the water by the time that we are at season's end. Like He's going to clear it by like 70 innings, and that scares me a little bit, especially for a guy that has already spent time on the injured list this year. So that scares me a bit. Logan Webb has done this has said that he wants to lead the league in innings, like you said, Ken, and has also had the stretches of dominance like Gallon, where he just doesn't allow anybody to reach base, and he's really awesome. So I think Webb would be it for me. I'm going to say something really stupid. I think there's a non-zero chance Kershaw could win. Like, I know he doesn't have the innings, but really? if he just goes crazy, really? like, he, <laughs> I think there's a not, like, I think he has a better chance than Blake Snell. Let's put it that way. Okay, we'll do more on that after the break. Right. That sounds good. Yeah, we got more more Cy Young talk. Uh, we'll bring Jake back in here and not have him be suit. I think you're hitting the buttons, doing everything. That's that's awesome. It's brought to you by BetMGM. It's You Better You Bet right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network.